police in the morning. I'm Tara. I like killing people. I've been doing it a long time now and realize some people may want to see what it's like. So I made this little movie to show you all the steps of how to brutally murder a person while never forgetting what the holidays are all about. This year, I'm dreaming of a red Christmas. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the B-Movie Bros. Or if you B-Movie is the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So here we are, week two of holiday month. And what you heard was the back of the box for the movie Red Christmas from 2014. I gotta say, Corey, your impression of the girl from the movie was spot on. I mean, I, I thought she was right there. I mean, I may I may have put a little more emotion into it than, than, the, than the movie, but... Uh, Spectacular. Yeah. Let's just dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Let's start with the top. Um, f- for me, number three. Spoiler alerts, though. This movie takes a sudden turn and becomes about necrophilia at one point, which normally I'm like, ah, necrophilia movies, I might stay away, but in the case of this one, it was, it was a nice, cool surprise, you know, changed things up a little bit. Corey discovered something new about himself while watching this film. Number two. <laughs> quite an experience. The use of some Christmas decorations for the torture was fun, you know. Nutcrackers that were not used for cracking nuts. And uh, some of the other decorations. You know, little, little leeway there. A little bit of inventiveness. Pretty, pretty nice. And number one. I'm a sucker for puns. And this movie likes to use puns. Christmas puns, axe puns, all puns in terrible taste, which is the best kind. Number three. So, I like the fact this movie had uh, references to other Halloween movies. There was um, Home Alone, there was other ones. The Christmas uh, movies? Yeah, they, they make references for some of them. Um, uh, Scrooge, some other stuff. Uh, mostly just them talking about them, but it was kind of cool. Um just to yeah. make sure you knew, this is a Christmas movie. Yeah, this movie never forgets to remind you that it is, in fact, a Christmas film. Number two. I like the torture victim guy better than I like the woman torturing him. Uh, he, he made some great, like, insults toward her because she was, you know, crazy bitch torturing him, you know. If I ever, you know, get tortured to death, I hope I have the balls to talk shit on the person torturing me. <laughs> Even if it makes it worse. Still gotta have that... that Point of pride. And number one, best character in the film, spoiler, is Slasher Guy at the end of the film. He made all these great axe puns, and I appreciated the tie-in with the other films in this kind of cinematic universe by the writer and director of this film. Um, that was definitely, in my opinion, the best part. Well, now on to the bottom three. What was the, the bad parts of the movie? For me, number three... Tara, the main character, just really isn't believable as a killer, which kind of makes it understandable as to why she's making a film to prove that she's actually a serial killer. Because, yeah, if, if she was arrested and was like, yes, I killed him, I would be like, <laughs> no way. Number two, this movie tries way too hard to be Christmassy with, with all the decorations and all the Christmas puns and, like, the quizzing of Christmas Christmas movies between characters. It's I'm just like... I'm like, okay, like, like just just back it up a little bit. Christmas overload. Number one, way too many of the scenes in this movie go on for way too long. Especially the ones at the beginning of the movie when Tara is 
talking about herself and not about herself and just kind of randomly yammering on to the camera um, for, it was what, like 20 or 30 minutes before she picks up her victim, which when a movie is only 55 minutes long, that's a, that's a, that's a lot of time. Yeah, a lot of dialogue in this one. So number three, so I agree there are way too many scenes of Tara just talking to the camera, like explaining why she does this, like how she does this, and that definitely went on too long, but one of the issues I had with it was the fact that she's supposed to be telling you, like, how to, you know, commit these murders, and she really doesn't say anything all that insightful or interesting. It was like, you get the impression that she wasn't as bright as she was portrayed to be and that none of that stuff would have worked. Like, I mean, she just kind of walks into a place, gets this guy to come home with her and tortures him. It's like, yeah, you didn't really... And, like, she'll say, like, oh, well, I'll dump the body here and I won't, uh, like, you know, clean up afterwards. But it was nothing, like, you know, super creative where it's like, oh, yeah, she could definitely get away with this for four years. I just thought that the film wanted her to seem more clever than she actually was. Number two, speaking of torturing, uh, the scenes were not the best. They were, weren't terrible, but not anything that I'd find all that impressive from a movie that's supposed to be a torture porn or torture-like film. I don't know. It was mediocre. It was like Spider Farm levels of uh, torture. <laughs> and... Number one, so, spoilers, there was this scene at the beginning of the film that's actually, you know, at the end, like, you know, when there was, like, foreshadowing, it's like, oh, you know, this scene, like, you know, that we're showing at the beginning, it's actually at the end. They do that, and it's in a completely different style from the beginning, which is just showing, like, a regular film toward the rest of it, which is, like, you know, a sort of found footage, like, homemade movie, and one, there was really no reason to show that in the first place. Like, who really cared who the, like, the guy who broke into the house was? It didn't really matter. And the whole change in style was just very off-putting. I thought that was a really poor choice. And I, I don't know, I, I really disliked that whole, that whole idea. I mean, yeah, I, th- I thought the, uh, the sudden revelation of necrophilia was a, was a much better twist than the whole... Well, they yeah, hint at it. Beginning of the movie, end of the movie thing. Yeah, I saw that one coming. Oh, <laughs> puns. <laughs> did, did you, Paul? <laughs> well, one of the things we really didn't mention was the dialogue of the movie, but we grabbed enough to have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. So we'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who has the better quotes. I'll get us started off with, I've been such a naughty girl. Maybe you should follow the goddamn Christmas rules. You're axing too much of me. You're being a total jackass right now. I've got a rugged exterior. You could be my future ex-wife. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 4 out of 10. I gave it a 6 out of 10. Red Christmas is a movie that would definitely qualify as a Christmas movie as it's chock full of decorations, music, and references to all other kinds of Christmas goodness. However, it lacks the charm of even the worst Hallmark film. 
the Christmas theme is just kind of shoved down your throat and into many body parts of the victim as well. Tara herself is a pretty unlikable character and doesn't command the presence or aura of a serial killer or slasher as is the standard of Steve Rosinski's movie-verse, the, the writer and director. It's not a truly terrible movie, but not one that I would ever take the time to watch again. The only saving grace was the use of puns in the movie, but I have Tales from the Crypt to fill all my pun needs any time of the year. I just hope I never have to dream of a Red Christmas like the one seen here. Red Christmas is a film you may have come across on Amazon Prime while searching for Black Christmas. It's an attempt at a torture porn in which a girl named Tara tortures men to death on Christmas because, you know, why not? As far as torture, torture films go, this one is really rather tame. The idea behind the film is kind of interesting. There were definitely some good ideas and, you know, some clever jokes and puns. The main issue with Red Christmas boils down to there not being enough torture or gore for this type of movie and having too much torture and, and gore that just goes on for too long to be anything else. It falls into this awkward middle ground where it fails to satisfy anyone. Red Christmas won't be on anybody's Christmas list, but it's free on Amazon Prime, and it's only 55 minutes, so, eh, fourth your time. I mean, it, it, it's worth one watch, but uh, I wouldn't go back to it again and again. It's it's not one of those films. Yeah, I feel like it should have stuck with either being just full-on torture porn or having a plot and doing a story that was more, you know cohesive but I, I i do have to applaud because we we actually bought this movie directly off of the director years ago and i do have to applaud because he said he does not like torture porn movies so he challenged himself to make one and he did make one so you know a, a for effort merry christmas well you know i know i need to so let's tell our friends anyway how to drink away this flick drink away this flick so come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give some drink games for this movie, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time Tara says, did you know? Take a drink. Number two, every time Tara mentions the FBI, take a drink. Number three, whenever Tara is in a car, take a drink. Number four, anytime Tara uses a Christmas decoration to torture, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's holiday month, every time a holiday is mentioned, take a drink. Every time a Christmas decoration is covered in blood, take a drink. Every time Tara talks to the camera, take a drink. Every time Tara mentions her dad, take a drink. And every time you hear a pun, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros.gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com, that's bmoviebros, also on Twitter at bmoviebros, or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats, and website at bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. We've come to the end of week two here for holiday month this year in December, and... Let's rank the movies we've seen so far. I think it's a pretty pretty easy one. Number two, Red Christmas. Number one, Gremlins. No, no reasons necessary. Ditto. Well, next week we're going to take a look at another holiday symbol. Of course, we're talking about three balls, a carrot, and some coal. The trusty snowman. We'll be taking a look at the 1997 film Jack Frost. And this is not the Michael Keaton one, correct? No. No, sir. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back 
for more. Get on my knees. Oh, she's in the room.